I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show, a victory Monday. That's right, a victory on a Monday. Feels so good. Rapper Big Pooh is in the building. What's up, Pooh? It's good. It's good. Well, it's all good after Washington win. It doesn't matter how close. A W is a W. It's all that matters. And we'll take them. Street scorer Rico stopped by. What's up, Rico? Yes, sir, man. I needed that, man. Don't hate any team more than the Falcons. So that was big for me. That was huge. Uh, down in enemy territory, I know it felt good man. to get that W yesterday. <laughs> and Big Swaggy's in the place. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. How you guys doing, man? Doing good. Good, good. Yes, yes, so, sir. Swaggy, I'm, I'm always interested. The kicker was uh, out on show yesterday. What's the rest of the team feel like when you watch the kicker miss two extra points? Is it, oh, well, on the next play, do you get heated? What What does that feel like from the player's perspective? It's like, uh, God damn, man, make the damn kick. You got one <laughs> job, that's to kick a ball. Don't miss it. <laughs> you know, it, it is frustrating, but you know that I think that's why the the NFL changed that rule because now uh, the point after is not an automatic point. It's it's it's, it's always interesting to see if this guy's going to make this kick now. Um, you know, but I, honestly, you know, when you're sitting at practice, you look around the special teams guys, and they're always just playing around with the ball, playing soccer with the ball, working on their snaps, working on their game, and then they get in the game and freaking kick a ball that's, that, that's 36 yards and kick it wide left. I mean, that's frustrating, especially if you're in a, a, a tight game. You know what I mean? And the coach doesn't seem to be concerned about replacing him when asked again today, Rivera said he's the, he's the kicker. Uh, is that, is that something that the team even cares about or it's just like whatever on, you know, on to the next? No, I, I think the team, cares a lot about special teams. You know, so many games are won and lost, you know, by special teams, you know, uh, whether it's a punt to, to back a team up or whether it's uh, kicking an onside kick to, to get the ball back, you know, our kicker is very important to team success. You know what I mean? So Dustin is definitely a really good kicker. He just got to, you know, figure out what's going on what's going wrong and, and, and make those uh, switches in practice and just get it together. Cause he's definitely a good kicker. You know, he was very reliable when I was there. Um, so I, he, he just got to figure out what's going wrong and fix it and fix it quick. Cause you know, with the team that we have, every point is valuable. We, we, we can't leave two, three kicks. I mean, uh, two or three points out there. Every time we get the opportunity, we have to go out there and, and take advantage of it. Who the quarterback was out there making things happen yesterday. The kid looked great. You can say a whole lot of things about the game yesterday, but you cannot say that four was the problem. He looked great. And Heineken we trust. And Heineken we trust. Look, <laughs> man, really. this 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 is Heineken in a nutshell. We know he doesn't have the strongest arm. Uh, we know he doesn't have the most experience, but he's going to go out there and give you everything he got. And he's going to take some chances with the ball. But 
if he didn't take chances, uh, McLaurin wouldn't have had that that first touchdown or that second touchdown. <laughs> like, so you know, you you gotta you gotta kind of live and die by some of the chances he take. But um, he he did what he's supposed to do yesterday. He orchestrated the offense the best he could. I mean that that offensive line still, you know, you know, trying to jail. Yeah, you know, when when when, she, when Sheriff went out, you know, it was it was it was trouble over there for for right. seventy six. You know, it right. was, you know, it got a little rocky for him. But I mean, we knew that was going to be a thing when you're starting a rookie, second round pick, right tackle. He's not going to come in and be lights out. It, it that's rare. So, um, so they're making some things work, man. I mean, I, I'll say this: the offense looks totally different from last year's offense. And that's a good thing. So they're scoring points. They're scoring points. Like I, I wouldn't even. Did we even hit thirty one time last year? Once, one once. time last year. Right. Once, that down once last year. Yeah. Once last year. Once the year before that, and I believe once the year before that as well. Yeah. So I'm not complaining. We we need to get this defense on the same page. That's oh the issue goodness. here. It's it's, it's it's not even the offense. It's the defense. We we talked about this last week. The miscommunications in the secondary, like these are big. Like how you let Cordell Patterson score three touchdowns yesterday? I thought oh, no, Cordell was right, back right. in Tennessee again. Man, listen, crazy. like it was crazy. He was scoring from everywhere. Um, but the miscommunications in the backfield, you know the the the. I don't know why Jamin Davis. Well, he's going to have to get more playing time now. Right, they, say, it yeah. sounds like McTire and Davis out for Bostic out for the year now. Out for the year. So I saw a play he made. I don't know if y'all remember this play because it wasn't really consequential, but it was. He came in. It was right after. It was the next series after Bostic got hurt, I think. And he came in and he diagnosed the play and they they went. They did a sweep or something to the outside. And he got over there so quick. And it ended up being like a one yard or a half yard gain. And I'm like, yo, that's what I'm talking about. Like this kid needs the defense is giving up all types of yards and points. Let the kid play, let him play, let him, let him veterans are out there making mistakes. He's a rookie. Let him play and make the mistakes. He's going to be better for it. So um, Chris, they got a whole, they got a whole new secondary out there basically uh, compared to what they had out there. I mean, at the, the end of last year, it was Moreland, Reeves, Curl, uh, Fuller. Uh, you, you've replaced that with a couple of guys that like to play press, but we're not playing much. Man, uh, explain to me what's going on here with the secondary. Is it talent or communication? Um, it looked like communication to me. Uh, I saw a play in, in McCain. He talked about in this press conference that was a wild press conference but he talked about in this press conference where he said you know the the big play where um Cordell got over top of him and he said that was his fault because he jumped down on the tight end he's like we saw that but that's not the first time that's happened <laughs> not necessarily to him but that's like the third time we've seen that safety rotate down and jump the the under route and uh, William Jackson III was playing off coverage and a big play was had. Two of them scored and Slayton dropped the pass on one. It's like, y'all keep making the same mistakes. Swaggy with McCain and, and, and William Jackson. I mean, 
particular with William Jackson, is that just him getting used to playing more zone after having played a lot of man? And if so, why are they forcing him to play so much zone if he's better at playing man? I, I have no clue. Um, you know, I had questions about the, the defense myself because we all been so excited about seeing this front four dominate, but for whatever reason, we're not getting to the quarterback. And even when we're not getting to the quarterback, we haven't mixed in any blitzes to kind of frustrate the offense in order for them to throw the ball fast. It's just like if Chase Young or, or, or Sweat doesn't beat their men off the line of scrimmage, there's no pressure. Deron Payne is, is getting pressure up the middle, but then the two edge rushers are going behind the quarterback. You have to have lane responsibilities. I feel like everybody is sack hungry right now. It's like, I got to get a sack, I got to get a sack, I got to get a sack, and no one's rushing discipline. But we also need help from the defense and throwing a couple blitzes in to help these guys out. You know what I mean? Like, they always could slide the line one way or another, and if someone doesn't win their one-on-one, that quarterback has all day to throw it with no additional defenders blitzing. And then with our corners on the outside, we just need to challenge the wide receivers, I'm not sure what zone concept we're playing, but it always seems like if it's second and 20, second and 30, third and 20, teams find a way to pick up 28 yards on the next play. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? Like, how, how is he this wide open? So, you know, I, I haven't studied the defense enough to be like, hey, we're playing this and we're playing that. But I know as a fan just watching the game, it's like, bro, they got too much cushion between – the DB and the, and, and the receiver to make a, uh, a catch and make somebody miss and get 20 yards. Like, Jesus, we were just in second and 20. I was at 31. Generally, like is that, that, is that on the coordinator or the players? That kind it's of cushion on the boundary. A little bit of both. You know, like, those are two veteran corners. So they, they understand how to play each and every coverage, and hopefully they'll play it to the best of their ability. But – Jackson was a press man guy. So I would love to see him follow the number one and press him up. Full of the same thing, you know? So I, I don't understand why they're playing so far off the ball and it's allowing people to catch the ball under him and make a tackle if they make the tackle because there was a lot of missed tackles last game. So <laughs> we got to get this thing figured out. Uh, Chris and, and uh, well, anybody can answer this, but and this is not to throw him under the bus. I, I'm actually a fan of his. But what do they do with Landon Collins? Because he's getting picked on now. Like, that when, when they see him, especially playing deep, they're picking on him. And he's at his best near the line of scrimmage. Everybody, I, I think, can agree on that. But how, how can we – how can they figure out a way to cover up what he's deficient at? Because he literally got picked on all day yesterday. And they need to play him almost like a Jamal Adams getting played, blitz the hell out of him. Just make him an extra rusher. You know, make him almost like a a, a nickel linebacker so he can play a little bit, but he's in that box. Because being in coverage and being in the open field, that's just not his specialty. Being in the box, being that extra safety down, reading to see if the running back is going to run, or, or, or blitzing, I think that's where he's at his best. When he got in the coverage and trying to cover you know, the best tight ends, he wasn't that great at that even when he was at his best in New York. 
Yeah. Uh, and and maybe the and maybe the injury to Bostic allows them to move him down a little bit more, or at least get Cleek Hudson on the field. Something to give us a little bit more speed out there. It feels like we're lacking speed. Although Holcomb had a good game yesterday. Yes. That was yeah. definitely his best game of the season so far for Cole Holcomb. Um, I was a little worried with the uh, – I think he had, like, some type of hand injury, but he came back, played very well for the rest of the game. Um, but, yeah, I believe that with John Bostic um, gone, and I'm not wishing anything on him at all, but that will give Jamin Davis, Khalid Hudson, more opportunities to play. Um, I agree that Jamin Davis – just let him make the mistakes. He's a rookie. We've seen – he looks completely different from the guy that we saw against the Chargers to what we saw against the Falcons. That is a literally almost a totally different player. He's diagnosing things better. More, most importantly, he's confident. He's already has all of the physical tools. Um, just let him go out there and play. And, and I agree, like, our defense can't get much worse statistically. Um, and it's crazy, too, because entering this game, I believe we were a top three tackling team percentage-wise. And then and everybody was saying, like, well, once – you know, we average that out, we're going to have a really bad defensive game because guys are putting up points against us while we're one of the best tackling teams in the NFL. So once we have a bad tackling day, it's going to get really ugly. And then that that happened. I'm pretty sure they're going to work on that because even like guys that are dependable, Deron Payne missed the tackle. So I think that was more of an anomaly. Um, but I think, we're, I think we'll get everything together at the end of the day. Not- Most of them tackles are happening. 20 yards downfield. 20. <laughs> the, 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 the one, I mean, he ended up hurt for real, but I, I, I had one of the moments where I thought Bostic was faking hurt um, when he um, missed that, when he missed that clean tackle on uh, Mike Davis. And then he went and broke through about three more tackles to go into the end zone. I was like, come on, Bostic. That's the old, I'm hurt trick, but he was yeah. hurt for real. <laughs> he was really hurt. Chris, what does the body feel like? Uh, like on a day like today after spending all day in the trenches? Um, you kind of don't know because after you take your Toradol or whatever your pain medication was, you really don't know what's hurting, hurting until Tuesday. Because okay. Monday you're kind of still numb to all your medication. And then on Tuesday, that's when you kind of be like, oh, what happened to my ankle? Oh, what happened to my forearm or my bicep? It's like, oh, this stuff, oh, something got tight, you know? But you always find new injuries on Monday and Tuesday. Um, and that's why I kind of don't like, I, like, I hate the idea of Thursday night football because when you get to a game on Sunday, your body doesn't even really start feeling normal until Thursday. And normal is like, hey, I'm hurting, but I'm I could get through practice and I could and I, and I could be all right. But on Thursday is like really, it's really when you really just start feeling non-hurt from the game on Sunday. And then you go back out there and play a game on Thursday. That's why you see so many injuries on Thursday night because guys aren't ready to play. Your body hasn't had enough time to heal from the last beating it took on Sunday. You know what I mean? They used to um a lot of them games because they when they first started Thursday, it was only like the last the second half of the season, and a lot of them teams were coming off the bye. And then when they went to all season, it became all bad. That's why those yeah. are typically the worst games of the of the week, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, just look at the injury report for the last game. It was it was terrible. And it's like you're losing key players. But the NFL, when you 
You know how they are, man. Money, about, money, and more money. Bottom line, man. Not that bad. How much money can we get? They added an extra game and all. How much money can they get? Oh, Speaking yeah. of money, they gave John Allen the bag this year. Just how good? It, it's hard to to know. Sometime I think as casual fans about the D tackles, but he's playing really well this year. Him and Deron Payne, you know, they're both playing well. Um, and and that's why I said we have to play discipline as a defensive line because anytime you have an interior lineman, I, I believe Deron Payne had eleven hurries or pressures yeah. in the uh, game the other week. And anytime that happens and he doesn't have sets, that means either the defensive ends are playing selfish or they're really just not on the same page. Because if I'm getting this much pressure up the edge, I mean, up the middle, that edge should be tightening down. It should be someone over top or underneath so this quarterback don't have anywhere to step up. But if you watch the film and it's keep happening over and over, whether it's chase or, or, or sweat, it's like, they get all the way upfield and get around the quarterback and rush behind the quarterback. Not at quarterback, even if there's good interior pressure, he has somewhere to step up, extend the play, and that's how we're getting beat deep all the time because we're just not on the same page as a defensive line. If we get on the same pages where we got the interior guys uh, pushing the pocket in the middle and then those edge guys really bending that edge and not rushing behind the quarterback, we'll have a lot more sacks. And if we don't get there, that quarterback now has to throw in a little pocket with people all around him, and that's so uncomfortable. Even when, if you see something like Tom Brady last night, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels knew that Tom Brady does not like people around his feet. He doesn't like pressure up the middle. They they sent all the pressure up the middle and made Brady do what? Scramble out the pocket, which is not something that he's the greatest quarterback at doing, throwing on the run. And that frustrated him all night. Oh, Just yeah. by sending that simple pressure up the middle and making him have to run and making him uncomfortable. But that's how you do it defensively. You got to keep switching it up. And that's what I feel like our defense isn't doing. We're just like, hey, we got a great front four. They're going to get there. We're going to sit back and play coverage. And that's just that. And that just hasn't worked out for us because our front four, as great as they look on paper, they're not getting to the quarterback and or hurrying the quarterback up to make fast throws. So, even if we are in zone, you can make a bad decision. We can pick it off. That's just not happening. You know, you watch the game. You're like, man, can we please just send one corner blitz, one zero blitz? Especially after watching Baltimore play. It's like, Jesus, like, you get a sack. You get a sack. It's like, geez, <laughs> can somebody else come free? <laughs> yeah, Kendall I- Fuller's um, probably his best play this season was that blitz against the Giants where Jack Dorio finally sent them. He got home. Right, he sent on the quarter blitz. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm 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 like y'all, I'm I see us giving up four hundred and fifteen yards a game now. <laughs> Sending blitzes is not gonna hurt. <laughs> right. right. We we giving up the plays anyway. We giving up right. like almost sixty percent on third down. Sending extra men is not good. It'd be 30 and 18. It'd be 30 and 18, too. And they get 24. <laughs> Man. That's right. I'm going to give up the penalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was in, it was insane. Look, that, 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 that Chase Young penalty yesterday, man. Look, I mean, it, it was some bad refing throughout the whole league yesterday, but that was just egregious, man. Like, I, somebody said it perfect on Twitter. They said the problem was. Before, like, p- 
plays for Chase Young before that even happened because he he done caught a couple rough in the the, the passer plays mm-hmm. in big moments too. So the one time he decides to pull up essentially, and because Matt Matt Ryan was off balance and just like shove him, he gets a rough in the he gets a rough in the passer penalty anyway for 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 pushing him in the chest. That was just so retarded, man. I was just like, come on, man. Now, what does the coaching staff say to you when you get to the sideline there, Chris? They just say, you know, to hell with it. Nice play. I mean, on to the next one or what? Yeah, it is. Try and be careful next time. I don't know what to tell you. You know, like, that's just I, – it's football. <laughs> I, 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 I can't coach you up on that. I'm, I'm sorry the ref saw it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and yells at the ref for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There's – Definitely a couple of F bombs dropped. And, and then you go back and apologize and say, hey, great job, ref, on that holding call. Finally got it today. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Who my man 41 went off yesterday? McKissick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he uh he got elite speed. Elite speed. He's playing every bit as good as Gibson right now. It's incredible. When they started putting him in the game, I, I think it was the last game, and they was actually letting him run the ball, so you didn't know. Basically, him and Gibson are interchangeable at that point. You don't; they both can run, they both can catch. I think that was the key for unlocking McKissick, because before when they were putting him in, you always knew it's a passing play; they're not going to run the ball with him. So putting him in early, letting him run, get some runs in. Now. Is they're identical. They're the same back. And he might be the best blocking back in the league right now. Have you seen some of those blocks he lays He's definitely the best on this team. And I don't know what it takes that small to be willing to put your head in on a 330-pound man, but he's in there doing it, and you got to respect him for it. Guts. Take guts. When he's heavily involved in the passing game, it just seems to be the games we, we have our best result. I mean, he was heavily involved in the passing game against the Giants. Scott Turner, you know, made up and down play calling, but in that Giants game, matching him up against a slower linebacker on that wheel route that led to the Ricky Seals Jones uh, um, touchdown was great. And it, whenever he's heavily involved in the offense, we put up points. Even last year, um, he he built us out quite a bit of games. Now he has a tripping fumble um, problem where he just suddenly falls while nobody's near him. But other than that, man, I I'm so thankful that we brought him in as a really clutch free agency signing two years I- ago. I don't think we, I don't think Washington uses um, JD and Gibson enough as pass Together. catchers. Yeah. Together and as pass catchers on wheel routes, um, angles, you know, just just the different routes that that we know they can run. You know, they're like slot receivers. <laughs> you know, and I don't they're think. Good, we but use then them. you gotta you gotta do realize you know our offensive line may need an extra back back there to hover yeah, a little chip here. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's me on that right side. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're already on quarterback number two. The season just started. You know what I mean? So, what does it feel like when you think you've got that quarterback in your hands and realize, uh-oh, it's a, uh, it's a slip screen and everybody's running by you? I'm curious Ooh. what it feels like in that moment. Oh, man, that's, that's what all coaches coach you up. It's like, oh, my goodness. You didn't see that slip screen coming. You've been pass rushing all day and didn't get past this guy. Now you become the best pass rusher in the world. Turn around, plant your foot in the ground, and come back to the screen. But it's just like, oh, my move finally worked. 
No, dude. With uh, it's it's day to day for the tight end crew, so it looks like you're gonna get some Samus Reyes next week. Hey, listen, um, why not? <laughs> you know, listen. I, I I say this. I'm I'm gonna say this again. Doug. I say this every week, fellas. This is literally year two of the rebuild. This is year two. Now we had a, a terrible division last year. Went to the playoffs at seven and nine. Gave Tampa Bay all they can handle. It was actually Tampa Bay's closest game they played the whole playoffs. But this is year two of a rebuild. Like most of the players on this team are twenty six and under. Let the young people play. You got to see. You got to know what you have sooner or later. You definitely better know what you have before that franchise quarterback come along, whenever that is, whether it's yeah, next season. It's not going to be him. <laughs> <laughs> I love his moxie, but it's definitely not going to be him. <laughs> that arm, that arm is a little too. Um, you can you can too see soft. where it lacks in juice on like that throw to uh, to seventeen right in front of the goal line. Not only does he wait, but he, he just doesn't have the zip. Yeah, you know, nah, 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 good. Nah, they gotta watching. get more experience, man. They gotta get more experience, man. I, I don't think I don't think he can work on that arm velocity. I think <laughs> I think that's gonna be what it is at this point. He can move around the pocket, man. I do. He makes magic, man. He's like Fitz Magic twenty years ago. You know what I'm saying? I do think <laughs> that's fair. I do think that's fair. <laughs> but it's interesting. There's some guys like that that uh, teammates just respond to, right, Chris? I mean, because it feels like the team is kind of galvanized around that guy, and he's got them juiced up a little bit. Without a question, anytime you know your backup quarterback and come in and move the ball down the field the way he's been able to do it, it's always like, hey, as long as we ha- give him the ball, we have a chance because he's going to try everything possible to make sure that we get this touchdown. And every time it seems like he's been put in that position where it's like do or die, he's just squiggling around and makes some type of hero pass, hero play, and, it's, and it just works. It's like, no, no, no. Oh. Great catch. <laughs> <laughs> He's That's great against player. a tired defense. So once once a defense is tired late game, oh, he eats up. I mean, he gets it. That's why his. I don't understand why. I mean, I understand you kind of want to have some type of ball control and give your defense some rest. But our offense is so much better if we ran that fast-paced offense. He, he seems to thrive in that two-minute pace. So if I was the, the coaches, I would just run up-tempo and not allow teams to really substitute and just kill it. You know, even if you, even if you're not going like at a fast two minute pace, you can keep that defense on the field. You know what I mean? You just line up and make them feel like you're about to snap it, and then go through your offense. Uh, <laughs> make all your little checks. Lucky, lucky, Ringo, Ringo, da da da. Yeah, that's play. that's the you know that's the I mean? that's the point of having versatile players. Right, you know, like, right. like y'all, y'all can go about two, three, four. We sub you out. Well, right. Right. He might not have been running last week, but you, you notice he was running the ball this week with the scrambling. Oh yeah, throwing two nice picks to, have, to do nice that. To have too. a quarterback that looks like he knows how to slide. So I oh, hate a quarterback man. that like fumbles and bumbles his way for two or three <laughs> yards. Yeah, it looks like he's played baseball before. I like, I like uh, quarterbacks that played baseball before. 
I love RG3, but he would hit like the back of his head on the ground almost every time he slid. And it just, it, it was very worrisome for sure. Boy, who you talking? We had to play with him. It was like, bro, get your ass out of bounds. Hurry up. <laughs> we don't need that one extra yard. Scratch. So he was so gifted. And I feel like his whole life, he was always a step faster than everyone. And then when he got into that league, that step faster, he still was a step faster, but those middle linebackers, those defensive ends, they come in to kill. They ain't trying to just tackle you. They trying to hurt you. And it's just like in college, that worked. And in the NFL, well, Haloli not attacking him, man, it was crazy. We watching it from the sideline. His leg just literally just like, it like hit his thigh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah, it was thigh. like, it was like, that was the weirdest like the uh 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 Nada's force was so powerful, right, right? That he sent his body was trying to go one way, but he sent his leg back the other way. Exactly, that was, that was the craziest. And it's, I didn't, it's almost it's almost like you're watching the game. Like what happened? Like how how did you hurt? Yeah, he's when like you that, watch that thing in slow motion. You see that leg go. Because yeah. like, oh. he he didn't hit the leg. Right, like, that was the thing. He didn't hit the leg. Right. But the leg whipped like it was hit. Right. What's the what's the bigger jump from high school to college or college to the pros? High school to college. Really? I felt like because um, you got to think a lot of guys, a lot of guys play feeling like, hey, I'm going to go to the Division One college or I'm going to make it to the NFL. But a lot of guys just play just to play. And if you wind up getting a scholarship, it's like, oh, it worked out. You know what I mean? And for me, I didn't play football until my junior year of high school. So I had plans of going D1, but I didn't. I never played organized football because I was always over the weight limit as a youngster. So that's why I played basketball my whole life. So I gave football a try my junior year was just athletic and ran around and knocked people around. And I really I didn't understand the game of football. I didn't really understand how to really get in a good stance. So you kind of learn and become a man and really learn how to play football in college. So I feel like the transition from high school to college is where you you really learn like really what's going on. When you get from college to the NFL, you you pretty much know what it takes to play in the NFL because most big time colleges run their programs the way the NFL team run practice. And NFL practice is easier than college practices. College practices are mm. so much harder. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Chris, you're I'm from Connecticut, right? So that's why you like grew up more basketball and th- and things like that, rather than like yeah. the South. Well, it's not it's not just because I'm from Connecticut. I mean, Connecticut is a big basketball state. It's more basketball than football. Um, but I couldn't play football at, um, growing up. Uh, like Pop Warner back when I was young, um, I don't think we had Pop Warner. We had more so like town leagues. Um, so, like, all, all the little Hartford Leagues or the Windsor Leagues, I was always, like, 30 or 40 pounds over the weight limit for the older kids. And I was, like, at 10. And, uh, and the older team was, like, 12, 13. I was 30 pounds over that weight limit because I was 6 feet and 10 years old and, like, two twenty two thirty. 30. I was a big kid, you know what I mean? I was 6 feet, two two thirty with a mustache and a change of voice. <laughs> <laughs> And can you and, imagine me trying to call your daughter or something now? But hello, um, Ashley there. That's that's the straight. Like, uh, that's the bad boys two scene right there. Right, yeah, right, right. Sure. Like, Who you here for? Right. Like, <laughs> no, you can't talk to my daughter. 
Your voice deeper than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, back in back in high school, I'm I'm always interested in players. You know, I know in high school players play all type. They play all over the field. They play all three phases of the game. What all? What positions did you play in high school? Um, I played uh, on offense. I played offensive tackle and offensive guard. Um, and then on defense, uh, I just played defensive end. Okay. No, 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 no running back or nothing like that in your in your repertoire. No, nah, you know what? Because I started so late. I was in my junior year. You know what I mean? So I really, I, I felt like I could play tight end, but we needed offensive linemen. So I was like, all right, I'm good at offensive line too. So I just played. And then we had Terrence Knight and Big Pot Rose. He was our tight end in, 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 in our high school because he was, he wasn't big like that in, in, wow. in high school. <laughs> Terrence was an all-state tight end. <laughs> he oh, made wow. all-state tight end over Aaron Hernandez. Wow. Crazy, right? <laughs> Big wow. Yeah, it took me a second to think that one through. Yeah. yeah Pablo's got big after the NFL, but in, in high school, he was he was like 240. Maybe even smaller than that. Wow. It's it's always <laughs> it's always interesting when guys are like, oh, I played this position, that position, and then you like, well, how you end it end up there? <laughs> Yo. People never believe Terrence when you tell them that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Terrence was, I'm telling you, he was cold at tight end, bro. He had some of the best hands. And then he always had good feet because he could juke people and then he could handle the basketball on the court. But if you see that boy in open field at tight end, it's like, bro, this dude nice. Mm. <laughs> and it, and um, I believe Jonathan Allen was recruited to Alabama as like an off-ball linebacker. And then he gained weight and moved to defensive line, I believe. And then it looked like it on that two-point conversion where he had that pass defense. He looked like somebody that used to be a linebacker. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, everybody played everything, you know. Hey, you, yeah. you, you know how Nick Saban do. He, you come in as a safety, now you're a linebacker. You mm-hmm. come in as a linebacker, now you're on the right. D-line. That's mm-hmm. how Nick Saban <laughs> do it. Yeah, that's how, he, that's how he run this program. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Well, they got a, another game against New Orleans coming up. Let's uh, real quick. We, you think they got a chance in this one? What are we looking like? It should be a winnable game again, but I'm sure New Orleans is thinking the same thing. Yeah, New Orleans, they – I don't know what type of team they are right now. Right. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I don't know who they are. They, they came out and showed out against Green Bay, and they – have not been impressive since week one. Um, but even when you say they showed out, bro, Jameis had like five touchdowns for and had 130 yards passing. <laughs> That's, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. I looked at the yardage. I was like, I'm thinking I'm about to see like a 400 yard thing. That thing said 142. I was like, five touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, getting a lot of chippies. Um, right. We should be able to score some points against them. Um, that that should definitely happen. And I'm just looking for this defense to show some improvement. Like uh, defensive line get together, linebackers feel your run fits better. Secondary get on the same page. That's I'm just looking for improvement on the defense at this point because Jameson he, he's ready to get the ball up like mm-hmm. he's, he's ready to get the ball up I, he didn't turn the ball over yesterday 
I don't know if he turned the ball over last week. He should have. So he's he's primed for a few takeaways. He's itching. He just like he mm. itching for it. Like, <laughs> let me throw that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, come and, on, and somebody. This, and this Washington defense hasn't gotten very many takeaways. They could use a couple. Definitely, we could yeah. use some pressure. We some could use pressure. some, some mm-hmm. blitz. We could use some <laughs> corners coming down and pressing these wide receivers and making it difficult, jamming them and making them. Instead of them having that free range just to run around and pick their spots, you know, make it difficult. Did you see what New England does every play? Mike Evans is pissed off every play because somebody is punching him right in his neck so he can't get <laughs> off that line of scrimmage. And then we just letting guys run free. But it, it's so frustrating for a wide receiver to just get popped at the line of scrimmage because now your whole route tree are messed up where you thought you were going this way, but you didn't got jammed. And now you gotta take two steps backwards, you know? It just it changes the whole game. Yeah, because when do players start getting frustrated at the coaching staff? Like what what part of the season are you guys like, come on, man, at what point do we pivot here? Why are we not pivoting? When you on that last game where it's like, hey, if we don't win, we're not making it to the playoffs, or we just don't have a chance to make it to the playoffs. Now you like, all right, listen. Let's just find something to make it work because we ain't making it to the playoffs anyway. So it can't just be all us all the time. You, you, you as a coach got put us in the right position. And then when you put us in that right position, we have to, you know, as players, make those plays that we're supposed to make. But if the coaches are putting you in position to make plays, then you can't complain. But if you feel like you're not in the position to, to make plays and, and play at your best, then that's where we have the divide between the coaches and the players because it's like, hey, I've been playing press corner my whole career. Now you want me to play off man or, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Because that was kind of like what we had with Josh uh, Norman when he first came. You know, we had him playing off the ball and then just playing one side of the ball. And then we had Breland on the other side. But we're like, bro, we just gave this man $80 million. You better follow Antonio Brown ass around his field. You know what I mean? We're like, bro, like, we're, like of course they're going to keep – they're going to put Antonio Brown on the opposite side of the field. They know you stay on this side. And what happened? We had to watch Antonio Brown twerking all year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh, yeah. He lit Breeland up that game. He lit but, him but, up that game. But you know what, though? It, it happened. It was like it was a three-week period where it was like we brought Josh Norman in. So we like, all right, now we're about to see what this man really made of because we had Odell Beckham one week. We had – uh, Antonio Brown the next week, and then we had Des Bryant the next week. And they all did the same thing. Okay, Josh, you want to stay over there? All right, we're going to line our best guy up here on, on, uh, on, on Breland. And then we we like, yo, we know Breland a dog, and he's going to give you his best. But at that time, if you're paying Josh $70 million, put him on a number one receiver. Like, like, why do we have him just sitting over here, bro? Like, come on, like. He's sitting over here covering the, the, the fifth best receiver and talking about he had a great game. Well, ain't nobody going to throw it to him because they, they're not looking at that receiver. <laughs> Who is that, Joe Barry? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Hey, but I think halfway through, I think it just became like, listen, we don't care what Breland may be saying. He may be, he feel like he could cover another one. It don't matter what he feels like. Put Josh on another one receiver let him play both sides of his field like, we're just wasting one of our best um our best corners just sitting on the other side of the field because no team's gonna put their best player like 
on that side knowing Josh is there. Why would I put him on it? I'm just going to line him up on the other side and put the guy who we know we're not throwing the ball to on this side of the field. And they kept doing that all week. Us as players, we're looking like, bro, hey, Josh, you see our number one guy? Uh, what's up, bro? <laughs> and we started making that change, though. We started making that change, but we were just like, he ain't going to say nothing, and we need to say something. So it just was what it was, man. But that's just the kind of stuff that happens in the locker room. You know, it, it happens every day. But people want that challenge. And Josh wasn't the type of guy that backed down from a challenge, I didn't feel. But at the same time, I didn't feel like he was the first to be like, hey, let me follow Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? He was like, all right, you want to do it? Go ahead. Let's see if you're a number one corner, too. I'm going to sit over here, Trump. I'm going to get my bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Swearing just spoke up and he got cut. Cool. Well, I heard DJ knocked him out at okay. practice. <laughs> okay, that that that'll get you cut too. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, that's like when uh Michael Westbrook and um, what was the running back name out of Georgia? Uh, Davis. Yeah. When they when they got into a fight, nobody got suspended though. They got to do like training camp. <laughs> yeah, nah, that was the DJ Swerger. He's he was he was mad. I don't know who was the coordinator then. Well, I mean, Gruden was the Greg? head coach then, right? Gruden was the head coach. Uh, probably Greg at that time, maybe. I thought Manuski. Manuski. Manuski was Greg. Yeah, yeah. He he gave it to him. <laughs> he was like. Y'all not putting us in, in the position to, to, to play our best, and he was gone the next week. Well, yeah. probably because he's not, well, not somebody well, else. Well, Swearinger, you know, he's never been one to hold his tongue. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he feel, he going to let you know. And, oh, he, and you like that as a player sometimes, you know, because he just – he always got that edge. You know, he, he – like, if you know if someone's if, – if a fight is about to happen, you ain't got the – Look back to see him swearing you're gonna be there to fight, which you already know he don't probably already hit somebody before you can like oh chill. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, well, listen, we're gonna wrap this up, man. We thank y'all guys for joining us today. First, uh Chris, can you uh let people know you know where to find you, your socials, what you got going on, what you man, got coming up? I I would love to give you uh my Instagram or my Facebook, but it don't work no more. <laughs> nah, nah, it's down. <laughs> it's out for the count right now. <laughs> no, no, let me look. Let me look. Um, my Twitter is uh, at C Baker Swaggy, and my Instagram is um, if it works, uh, at Big Big Ninety Two. So follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, look out, I'll probably have some announcements um, in regards to the Chris Baker Foundation and the camps that we may have uh, next year and also our turkey drive that I do in Connecticut uh, for uh, Thanksgiving. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Thanks for having me. That's indeed. You you, uh, you back in Connecticut now? I go back and forth for, uh, between Connecticut and Tampa. I have my uh, trucking company in, in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Enrico, what you got coming up? Yes, sir. You can find me street scores at, oh, you can see it everywhere. I'm so used to spelling it out, though. That's just my whole speech I run through. You can find me Twitter, street scores, ATL, on YouTube, street scores. 
Um, just did a full blown, almost 50 minute review of the game, instant reaction. I was there at the game from Atlanta. So um, that, that was big. And then I did a full injury breakdown updates on everybody that's come out so far today. But of course, we'll get more information Wednesday. So all Burgundy and Gold content coming up. Anything? Oh, I'm not sure if anybody knows if you have NFL Game Pass, the All-22 film is finally like they're finally getting it to us. So um, I'll be doing film sessions as well. That's what's up. All right, fellas, we appreciate y'all coming on today. Had a good Thank time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Right, have guys, a good one. Thanks for having me. Yep.